Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Unpredictable Horse, Montgomery the Moose, and Montgomery the Mouse just faced the six dragons to finally fix magic once and for all. Before losing magic forever, Unpredictable Horse teleported away and returned a moment later as an old gray horse, having lived a whole lifetime in that moment. But when the dragons tried to take magic away from the old gray horse, something happened. When we left them last, the magic appeared to have chosen a new host, Montgomery the Moose. So now, let's find out what happened next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. Wait, what? said Montgomery the Moose. Wait, what? said everyone else. Well, almost everyone else. Ringo, the unpredictable horse, gave a gentle smile and nodded. His old eyes and his gray hair carried a wisdom that Montgomery wasn't used to seeing in him. It's true, the old horse reassured. The magic has chosen you. I don't understand, Montgomery replied. His head felt full, like it was about to explode. And his body suddenly felt full of energy, as if he were vibrating, ever so slightly, but undeniably. He was changed somehow. The great Gonzalo growled. Impossible, he snarled. Instinctively, he tried to open a portal to another dimension to throw these insolent creatures into, but nothing happened. It's a trick, he announced. Nothing but a common parlor trick. Magic would never desert us. The other dragons looked at each other, and then at the great Gonzalo. They weren't so sure. Why would it? The giant blue dragon reasoned. Yes, it's a real mystery, isn't it? Ringo said. I mean, why would magic want to leave creatures who've shown so much disregard for so many others, even to the two creatures who rescued you after being imprisoned for more than 200 years? I mean, it's a real head-scratcher, isn't it? He looked at the great Gonzalo's short arms and then said cheekily, or at least it would be if you could, you know, actually reach your head. Grrr! the great Gonzalo yelled, and Ringo and Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse could tell what was going to happen next. I don't need magic to stop you, thief. He took a deep breath, and before the three creatures could move, a giant stream of fire shot out of the dragon's mouth right towards them. No, came a great cry from the group of onlookers from Spaceship's broken cockpit. Great, Montgomery the Moose thought to himself. I have all this magic, and before I get a chance to figure out how to use it, I'm going to get cooked by a dragon. Seems a bit unfair. The three friends closed their eyes, as if that would help. But a few moments later, they realized they were not being cooked. They weren't any hotter than they had been before, in fact. They opened their eyes. The flame was in front of them, but there was some kind of clear bubble covering the three of them, and the flame seemed to be blocked from coming through. But that wasn't the only strange thing. There was no sound at all. A complete absence of sound, except for the noise that these three friends made themselves. Slowly, Montgomery and Montgomery realized yet another strange thing. Everything, and every one, outside of the bubble, was completely still. Frozen in place, like statues. The flame wasn't moving. Neither were the dragons, whose faces were stuck in a variety of expressions, Anger, confusion, curiosity, and, in the orange dragon's case, what seemed like relief. Spaceship and the group inside her cockpit hovered perfectly still in the sky. 
Somehow, the strangest thing to Montgomery the mouse was the sight of the toucan frozen in midair above, aiming towards the flame with one wing folded, as if it were going to fly in and shield the group from the dragon's fire. Uh, Montgomery the mouse ventured. What happened? Montgomery the moose asked, feeling that this was a perfectly reasonable question given the circumstances. Ringo looked at him peacefully. For the first time in many, many years, he had no idea. Ask yourself, he replied. Montgomery the Moose found this whole thing confusing and figured it was best just to follow the horse's suggestion. Self? What happened? he asked, trying to look down at his body. I didn't actually mean out loud, Ringo said, more to himself than to his friend. Oh, Montgomery the Moose exclaimed. The magic! The magic saved us! It's... it's speaking to me! What's it saying? Montgomery the Mouse asked. It's saying, Montgomery the Moose started before pausing. It's saying, hold on. No, I've lost it again. Ringo chuckled. It's okay. You'll hear it again soon. Once you get the hang of it, it'll stick with you. It's like riding a bike. You're a horse, Montgomery the Mouse counted. What do you know about riding a bike? My friend, Ringo replied, like a grandfather talking to a five-year-old. I've lived a life where I had almost unlimited magical powers. You think I didn't use them to learn how to ride a bike? Look, he continued, I don't need magic to tell you what just happened. Magic wasn't going to select you, out of everyone in the whole universe, to be its guardian, only to let you get burned up immediately, or at all, in fact. You're protected by the magic now. But, Montgomery the Moose replied, I still don't understand. It chose me because of what? The prophecy? <laughs> Ringo laughed. Not quite. Wait, Montgomery the Moose said. I'm getting something. The prophecy isn't even real. Well, Ringo started. Oh, okay, well, it's real, kind of. Someone told the dragons that a moose with a mouse on its head, both called Montgomery, would fix magic. But he looked at Ringo. Ringo nodded. But that someone was you. Ringo nodded again. Yep. What? Montgomery the mouse said before mulling it over and adding, Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense, actually. Certainly more than a prophecy which came out of nowhere. So if it didn't pick me because of the prophecy, why did it pick me? Ringo rolled his eyes slightly at Montgomery the moose, as if to say, isn't it obvious? You don't know, he asked, before a pause, and then mused to himself. No, of course you don't know. If you did, it might not have picked you. Sorry? Montgomery the moose asked. Never mind, Ringo said. Doesn't really matter. Point is, it picked you. And now time is stopped. Which means, he added with a smile, you can practice. Uh, okay. Okay, turn me into a ceiling fan. I've always wanted to be a ceiling fan. What? No, never mind. Too complicated. Waffles. Yes, that's it. Waffles. Make some waffles appear in front of us. I can do that? And all of a sudden, a two-foot-high mountain of freshly made waffles appeared on the ground in front of them complete with a great deal of butter and maple syrup flowing down the side like lava. Montgomery and Montgomery looked at them in wide-eyed shock, while Ringo jumped for joy and laughed. Yes, you've got it! I have? 
but I didn't even know what waffles were until just now. But you did it. Okay, that's enough practice. It is? Let's get to it. Okay, the first thing is you need to calm the dragons down so they stop attacking us. But it's not nice to change their minds for them. Just connect with them and let the magic speak to them. Then they'll see why the magic left them. And now they're free. They don't have any obligations anymore. They can just enjoy their home. They don't need to guard or protect anything anymore. They can just enjoy retirement. Retirement? Yeah, just let them know they're free. Huh, Montgomery added. What? Well, Montgomery added, the magic is speaking to me again. It says they're forgiven. Forgiven? Yeah, forgiven, released, free to go or stay, free to be who they are. Montgomery the mouse barely recognized the friend whose head he stood on with these words coming out. It's okay, Montgomery the moose reassured as if reading his small friend's mind. I'm still me. I'm just different. So, you think you can do it? Ringo asked. I think I've already done it. So if you unfreeze time, well, let's see what happens. Suddenly, everything moved again. Noise returned. The bubble stayed, but the fire faded as the great Gonzalo felt his anger disappear and peace wash over him. And a toucan came screeching through the air, eyes closed and yelling, Ah! as he anticipated being hit by fire. But instead, with no flame left, the bird bounced off the bubble and crashed headfirst into the ground. Ow! the bird moaned. That hurt even more than landing! The dragons each stepped back, and everyone in the group took deep breaths. The great Gonzalo opened his mouth slowly to speak, but stopped, looking instead at his fellow dragons and the other creatures around him. He raised his head and looked up into the sky. All was quiet, but in the distance he could see small creatures flitting about, and he could hear them chirping. What are those? he asked with genuine curiosity in his voice. Swifts, Ringo replied. They're my friends. Some of them were curious when I told them where I was going. They wanted to come too. The great Gonzalo's face had softened so much in the last few moments. He seemed relaxed and at peace. I understand now, the great blue dragon spoke softly, his voice full of grace. He looked around at his fellow dragons as he continued. We were meant to be stewards of magic. We turned that into being protectors. And over time, that turned into selfishness hoarding magic, hiding it. Ringo, the old gray horse, nodded as the two creatures made eye contact. They looked at each other with new respect. So, we can relax now? The white dragon asked. We're done? The yellow dragon added. I believe so, Ringo replied, looking at Montgomery the moose for confirmation. Montgomery, whose brain was still trying to catch up to all that was going on, said, What? Oh, yes, you can relax. You're done. You're retired. Many of the dragons sighed, and the orange dragon teared up a little as he heard these words. Oh, uh, Montgomery continued, where do you want to go? The dragons looked at each other. Without magic, they weren't able to travel at their own whim, but they were free in a different way. No words were necessary. Montgomery understood and said, yes, you can stay here, but I'll leave a way for you to return to our world too. He nodded over to the mountain off in the distance on the side of which a portal opened, large enough that they could see from here it would fit any of the dragons easily. It leads directly to Maine, should you ever need us. And, he addressed the great Gonzalo, 
If you'd like to return to your um, time-traveling mystical village, you can. Montgomery the Moose himself wasn't sure how he even knew about this place, and suddenly he had more questions than answers. Thank you, the enormous blue dragon offered. You're most welcome, Gonzalo. In the past, the dragon would have taken great offense to not being addressed formally as the Great Gonzalo, but he felt a wave of relief. He no longer had the burden of magic, or of leadership. And with that, he realized he didn't want to go anywhere where he'd be worshipped anymore. That time was over. But I'm getting the sense that you've forgotten something, Montgomery added. You can fly. He raised his head to look up into the sky, as did most of the creatures watching this whole discussion. Many of them squinted, as if to say, isn't that obvious? But the dragons understood his true meaning. He wasn't looking into the sky. He was looking past it. As one, the six dragons, Gonzalo, Trevor, Elena, Shalar, Stanley, and Clin, launched into the air. Instinctively, many of the smaller creatures flinched, but spaceships sensed they would all be safe and stayed where she was as the dragons circled around them, looking down to bid goodbye to the group. Leaving the circle to fly upwards in line, with Trevor at the front and Gonzalo at the rear, they flew higher and higher. Toucan briefly considered following, but realized that within a few seconds they had passed the highest point he had been able to fly to, where the atmosphere became too thin to breathe, and where he had seen that the realm of dragons simply ended in each direction with water just dropping off the edges into space. Indeed, they had flown higher, out of the atmosphere altogether. In a graceful slow-motion ballet, they danced through space, flying as a group with silent joy as they took in their world from a distance and looked around them at the billions of stars they could see poking through the darkness and the light of their realm's two suns showing their colors in a brilliance they had long forgotten. Down below, Spaceship landed, and the group of creatures climbed out eagerly. Phoebe and Tamar ran to Montgomery and Montgomery to hug them. I thought we'd lost you, Tamar shouted, and Walter and Wheezy hopped over to Ringo. It took a while for everyone to celebrate, catch up, share stories introduce themselves to each other, and eat the enormous mound of waffles. The whole time, Spaceship wanted to join in, but she was huge enough that she couldn't fit into the group, which also meant she couldn't get a word in edgeways to this very talkative gathering of friends. It didn't help sometimes that she didn't have eyes to make eye contact or a mouth for people to see her talking. Eventually, the group settled on a common question. What now? They looked at Montgomery the Moose, who awkwardly avoided eye contact as if to say, how should I know? And then he looked at Ringo. The old gray horse smiled gently and said, well, if it's all right with you, I need your help. Of course, my friend, Montgomery the Moose replied. Hold on, came a voice from outside of the gathering. Aren't you all forgetting something? They turned. It was Spaceship. Finally, she had their attention. What do you mean? Phoebe asked. There was a whirring sound as Spaceship raised a seat up, higher than the opening in her cockpit, so the gathered crowd could see what was on it. The three-eyed alien creature known as Bobby, still in chocolate form. Oh my goodness, Montgomery the Moose blurted out with eyes wide. The chocolate invasion! We have to go back and save Earth! To be continued. (laughs) 
With just one more episode to go in this season of Tales from the Mooseverse, we'd love to hear your stories and theories about these characters. Maybe you'd like to tell a story about what the dragons will do now, or what Montgomery the Moose might be able to do now that the magic has chosen him. In this episode, Mr. Toucan made an amazing self-sacrificing dive in an attempt to save Montgomery the Moose and friends from the dragon's flame. But he hadn't met Montgomery, Montgomery, or Ringo the Unpredictable Horse before. Maybe you'd like to tell a story about when he's done this kind of thing before. Or maybe he's chosen not to, and there's a story there. As always, we'd love it if you would send us your stories about any of these characters, or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Mooseverse.com is also where you can find information about our online writing and story-growing workshops, as well as downloadable coloring pages, tales from the Mooseverse merchandise, and information about how to join our Patreon team to support the podcast. We're looking forward to reading your stories. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time for the final episode in Season 3 of Tales from the Mooseverse.